seriously on Anything Goes. Well, if another, if some white boys in the street see me, please come up and tell me I'm sexy. Because <laughs> I love, it, it's ridiculous. I love, when I see a woman who, when she walks, she shakes a bit. Love that. I actually love that. I can't. Uh, I she might can't have epilepsy, like, though, so. Fine. I can't. I, for me, or, I don't or, really or want, or like. Or a meth twitch. Like, that's I love I'm, a meth twitch. I, Who doesn't want a meth twitch? I'm, a, I'm attracted to hospital bracelets and meth <laughs> twitches. Meth twitch, you know she goes. Yeah. Well, yeah, somewhere where you, where you don't want to. Uh, but, uh, but, but that's, I mean, I think a lot of guys, and there are guys that are uh, attracted to uh, insecure women. Mm-hmm. Really? Because, Dave Martin. Shut the fuck up there. The. But no, but what there's some there guys. It is. Every week, shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up, up there. And... Sometimes it's a shut the fucking fuck up. But uh, <laughs> it, it will get to that point by the end of the hour. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? have a chance to say yeah you're right we're too extreme we're too wild we're too out of control we're too full of our own shit or we have a chance to say hey fuck you you're wrong fuck you we're right and you thought your mother catching you masturbating was uncomfortable this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? All right. This is Anything Goes for the week of April 17th, 2013. Uh, you guys uh, listening this week have an uh, incredible treat ahead of you. Uh, we just got back recently from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. My name's Dave Martin. I'm the only one in the studio this week because uh, Darren has family things to do or he couldn't get himself out of the house or he wasn't allowed out of the house. The point is that if you recognize, that was our old theme music coming in to the show uh, because um, we had a bit of a reunion with Kathleen McGee while we were at, a, at the festival. Not a bit of a reunion. It was a reunion. It was a, it was a full reunion of the three of us, and we had five amazing comics on the show. We're going to bring two of them to you this week. Uh, on this week's episode, we have John Doerr and Kenny Robinson. And the format of this uh, the, the show, actually, first of all, I want to say a uh, big, huge thanks uh, go out to uh, Al Ray, who uh, basically brought the XM show, Anything Goes, to the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And I want to also thank uh, Tracy Rideout, who uh, the, sound, the, the, the audience was microphoned so well because they did an episode of uh, CBC's Laugh Out Loud before we recorded our show. So we basically just sort of used their, uh, their, their mics to get the audience, and um, it, it sounds really great. So I want to thank Al Ray for taking us to the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and uh, for Tracy Rideout for helping us uh, sound so good. But uh, right off the top, this is the uh, first chunk that uh, both uh, Darren, Kathleen, and myself uh, were uh, introducing us to the audience. And uh, they were a a great, amazing crowd. Almost uh, creeped me out. You know, you just sort of wonder where all these motherfuckers come from. How do they even know about the show? Maybe they listened. Who knows? It doesn't matter. They were great. They were awesome. Here we're going to go to the show and uh, take it away. Us. We are uh, coming to you... uh Right? Uh, that was a smattering of applause. Thank woo, you. Yeah. 
We're just, well, we're not used to being uh, in, in front, front of a live, live audience. audience. Yes, yes, absolutely. Or at least not a live audience that is uh, receptive to yes. us. Yeah, we've done, uh, we've done one live show before. Yeah. But oh, yeah. uh, this is uh, Anything Goes. This is Darren Frost, Kathleen McGee. Uh, my name's Dave Martin. Uh, thank you for uh, coming out tonight. We are coming to you uh, live from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. The Gas Station Theater. At the uh, Gas Station Theater, yes. This is my second appearance at the Comedy Fest. This is Dave's first and Kathleen's first. I'm a virgin. <laughs> Touched for the very first time. <laughs> thank yeah. you, Winnipeg. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> now, we uh, drove around today and saw some of the Winnipeg sites. And uh, we got to say, uh, it was quite interesting. Uh, Dave and Kathleen got into a bit of trouble. What, 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 uh, how did we get uh, Oh, what we, we got lost. We, dro- we drove near Confusion Corner. What the hell is that? <laughs> I just figured that that's the place where I'm going to pick up a really bad transvestite hooker. So. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Are there, are there good transvestite hackers? Or? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. there, there are some really good looking transvestites out there. All right, maybe I got to get a wig and get a second gig. No. <laughs> That's not a gig that pays very well either. Don't, uh, don't get into transvestites for the money. I always kind of wanted to have sex with a transvestite just because I, I like boobs, but I right. don't like vaginas in that way. But wouldn't it be fun just to ride someone that had boobs? Okay. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Yes, you are. Well, maybe with Dave's dick, but that's about it. But if you close, if, but if a butthole is waxed well enough and you close your eyes, you know it's just it's fantasy land. You can make what you want with it. And speaking of fantasy land, uh, last night we went to one of the shows at your uh, local casino. And uh, we are quite impressed that you have uh, a lot of casinos we play in as comedians. They'll have a restaurant in there, and they always like to brag about their food, and they act like it's a world-class dining experience. And uh, you guys have a McDonald's <laughs> in your fucking casino. Does that mean that like you can go and order a Big Mac and then go crap on the craps table? Yes. Yeah. That's but, awesome. But if, but if you just uh, spent all of your kids' uh, college fund money uh, at the uh, like roulette wheel, you're not going to really go out, oh, I think I deserve a big steak now. That's... <laughs> well, no, that, that's like when you spend all your kids' money, you go and get a, them a Happy Meal to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> well, that should, that should do it. And, and then you take it out to the car where your kid is. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I just, feel like he's self-conscious. You just roll down the window a little bit, give yeah. the kids some breathing room. And, sure. Uh, yeah, you can, it'll be entertaining. Put on another Lady Gaga song, they fall asleep, and that's all that's, good. That's your kids, okay? That's my that's, kids. He's, yeah. I don't know what his kids are going to grow up to, but if I was, I would be you know, playing them like Led Zeppelin uh, music, and we get, we've gotten into that argument eventually before. Eventually, we just give up. All right, we'll play that. Born This Way was written for your children. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. It's genetics. Tra- I was born this way. <laughs> listen, tranny lover, I think you... Are the one who thinks about Lady Gaga more than I do. Are your kids like, Daddy, is that song about you, Born yes, This Way? Yes, yes, okay. yes, all right, Dave, thank you. The other thing is, I went out for breakfast this morning, uh, myself and one of the, the guys on the show tonight, Kenny Robinson, and we tried to find this place called the Salisbury House, because uh, Kenny's like, they're famous, we got to go to it. So I called the, the restaurant, there's no lie, I don't want to make fun of, of your town, okay, I don't want to. But we can't I, help it. Well, we're going to. I called. I said, uh, do you know the address of the restaurant? And she's like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Sandy. And then she goes, Sandy, where are we? I'm like, is the workforce that shallow? You don't have to even know where you fucking work. You just roll out of bed. Oh, fuck it. I'll make poached eggs. Fair enough. Oh, maybe the... 
Maybe the woman that actually was like on the phone with you didn't know where she was at that exact moment. Maybe. And she was like, oh, look, where, how did I yeah. get here? They're super high at the yeah. Salisbury house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, is Sandy here tonight anywhere? Or does anyone know Sandy? No. no okay. It's too big of a town for that, yeah. Um, now, you had to get ready for the show, right? Because earlier you complained, and Dave was making fun of the fact that you had uh, no panties for the show. Because you're wearing a dress, right? You don't I always forgot, wear a dress. I forgot to pack panties. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, too. Yeah. Because I'm more of a jean girl, and I, I don't... Is it weird that I don't wear panties with jeans? I don't know. That's weird? Who that's says weird? that's weird? Right in front row. You're, well, it's because you're in jeans. Are you wearing panties right now? Why is it weird that I don't wear panties with jeans? No way! No. I'm riding free. It's awesome. Sometimes the seam like rubs up against you a little bit. Nice. Nice. And you're just and and you have a Keep great going. time. <laughs> I'm liking where this is going. Yep. Yeah, I like to ride ride my bicycle with the seam right there. I like to ride across the rumble strips on the bike path. Yeah. That's how I work out. I go down hills and have rumble strips, and then I ride right back up and ride down again. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have rumble so, strips here in Winnipeg? Clearly, you were laughing. I should yeah. ask that. So, sometimes Dave likes to be the rumble strip. Yeah. Right over. Ah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was actually going to suggest uh, to Kathleen because I, I belong to a, a club that I signed up to on the internet called uh, Panties of the Month Club. And <laughs> what they do is they will send you a pair of panties that have been worn and uh, in a Ziploc bag. What? <laughs> now, it's for now charity. Come on. <laughs> It's for a good cause. It's for the kids, God it's, damn it. Well, obviously, we're in front of an audience that doesn't care about children. Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. But we did, yeah. we did go to the Polo Park Mall, and uh, I went to La Senza, and then Dave <laughs> was in La Senza, and I was trying them on, and I can hear him talking to the girl that works there, and he's yeah. like, he's like, do you guys think it's weird when a guy comes in by, their, by themselves? And she's like, well, no, we just usually think he's with someone. He's like, good, good to know for next time. <laughs> And I have to say, Lacenza panties are extremely comfortable. I'm like floating yeah. on a cloud of cotton right now. So, tell me about so, it. Tell oh no, I it. it's not yeah. that I don't like panties. What are you, my mom? It's like Jeez. it's like your balls are on a cloud. That's all I can say. <laughs> now, uh, one of the other things we wanted to, to bring up is uh, I get a lot of phone calls and a lot of phone scam phone calls. Now, recently, Dave, you got one uh, back in Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I was at home. Uh, I might have uh, smoked a little bit of pot or listened to some reggae music. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I, get this, I, get a, I get a phone call, and it's this guy with a very thick East Indian accent. And, uh, and, he, and he's informing me that he works for Microsoft, and, uh, what, and, and they've discovered that I have a virus on my computer. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, thanks, guys. Yeah. Oh, well, what do we do now? And uh, he said, oh, well, uh, if you give us your password, we will uh, go into your computer and we will we'll flush out the virus. And then they said, okay, now, uh, I was like, oh, okay, good. Okay, this is great, guys. Like, I, you know, I'm, Ooh, I'm dumb, okay. And then, uh, <laughs> or I'm, I'm just really gullible. That's what it is. I'm like, oh, well, what a nice man that clearly knows my name. Yes. And, um, All the way in India who got your phone number. Sometimes, you know, well, the, the show goes international. Sure. It could happen. And... Uh, <laughs> So he says, uh, now, if, uh, if you uh, log into your PC computer and uh, if you go into your uh, Windows file and you give us your password. I was like, 
Oh, well, actually, I, I don't have a PC computer. I have a, I have a Mac computer. And oh, well, Mr. Martin, if, if you, you have another computer, don't you? And so uh, open up that computer. It's like, oh, well, actually, I do have another computer, and it's a Mac computer as well. And they were like, oh, long silence. And then I just heard, suck my dick. <laughs> Was that your password? Well, <laughs> it's actually... It's actually suck my dick, please. Um, he's polite. He's but polite. Yeah. Um, so it's like you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm from Toronto. It's very multicultural, and you know, sometimes I don't understand everything that someone says if their accent isn't clear to me. So I'm like, I, I thought well, I, for a brief moment, I thought that guy. It kind of sounded like he said suck my dick, and then I was like, uh, I don't understand what you just said. It's like suck my dick. Um, okay, maybe there's some confusion here. I didn't... Can you repeat that? I really didn't understand what you said. Suck my dick! Is there someone else there or a manager that I could talk to? And then he clearly... Now, at this point, I'm kind of hearing some giggling and laughing in the background. And then, so the, the phone is passed to another guy, and then that guy's on the phone with me, and he goes, Suck my dick! And then I would just kind of... And then, and then they hung up, and I was like... That's really weird. And then all of a sudden I was like, did I just become a part of what started off as a scam and then it kind of gradually turned into a prank phone call? <laughs> like once they were like, oh, we're not going to get this guy's information off of him. Let's just fuck around. And, and, then, and then I just had these visions that I'm in like some big East Indian like wacky morning zoo show. Just like, all right, we're going to try to take some money away from some people that live in Canada. And listen what happened. Why do the East Indians sound like they're from Oshawa? <laughs> well, I just... I'm not going to do it. In, that's not one of my better accents. That <laughs> oh, I'm that's why. Because your East Indian accent is going to sound like Chinese or something. Oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Right He's on. so racist. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I don't want to brag, though, but I know... I know that I'm just r- enough, enough racist to get by. That's it. That's it. Yeah. What about... What like online scams because I personally on my MySpace page have been proposed to on your what MySpace. I what still is look, that? I still look at my MySpace page what, on once your a year. Vic Twenty or on my birthday I go and I check my MySpace page and every time there's like seven proposals from African princes. So <laughs> I feel special. <laughs> Hello there. My phone scam is a little worse, believe it or not. Uh, I got a phone call about duck cleaning. Hey, we're going to be in your neighborhood. We're a duck cleaning company. We got a special on. Duck cleaning? Duck cleaning. Oh, duck. duck. Yeah, duck yeah. cleaning. I was like, yeah. who owns ducks? Yeah. Quack, quack. I need a wash. You're not going to wash me. We need a company. I'm a filthy duck. Yeah. yeah. I'm a filthy, <laughs> filthy duck. Quack. All right, I feel like an idiot. So I say, no, we don't need it. We just had it done. And he keeps pressuring and pressuring. So I did the old stand on. If you know as you can say, please put me on your do not call list. And if they're a reputable company, they won't call you again. Not this place. He starts laughing. And then he goes, I'm going to find you and your children. And I'm going to fuck your children. <laughs> like, literally. And I'm like, what did, what did you say? I'm going to. I'm like, all of a sudden, I feel like maybe getting some duck cleaning done. Can you? <laughs> Come over, and I had to call the cops. Did I like the fact that I think that the uh, he's going to fuck your children was the hard sell. It was like it sounded like the I want to clean your ducks was that the soft sell. Yes. But maybe what he really wanted was to fuck your kids, and then and he was like, well, let's just go for the hard sell now. I've, I've lost this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've worked nice. at a call center before. I know how it works. And 
Now, Dave, uh, we were talking earlier today about this uh, epidemic that's been in the news quite a, a bit this week about uh, pubic lice, right? Mm. There is a lot of talk about how it's gone down in uh, the cases of pubic lice well, for a very case, interesting reason. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it was like an Australian study, and they said because a lot of women those are... filthy Australians. Are those filthy, dirty Australians. Their ducks uh, are dirty. Yeah, filthy. <laughs> dirty Australian ducks. Do they, do they quack? How do, they, how do you do a quack with an Australian accent? Let's not do accents. I not quack, quack, mate. Or something like that. <laughs> you put a quack on you the barbie? That, that, here's a quack. You call that a quack? Uh, no, uh, so... There's, a, a, there's a, a study out of Australia. They, uh, there's been, uh, because uh, women and uh, maybe dudes too are uh, shaving their pubic area, and so there is a, a remarkable decrease in the amount of uh, crabs and pubic lice. Yes, because right? women are going shaved. They're go- going shaved. And uh, my first thought was, no, I think it's a shame that if, if it's... If this occurs, where uh, with it, but that if women are shaving their pubes before they even have them, right? Now, I personally think that I I, I hate the the idea that there would be some you know 12, 13, 14 year old kid first time he's with a girl he puts his hand down her pants and there's no hair at all because the first time that should be it's yeah. a little exciting like oh yes. wow look yeah, what I found. Yeah, for old men yeah. like you. Well, no. 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 A 14-year-old boy wants to touch a little bit of heaven. How do you know? How do you know? A 14-year-old boy doesn't even know pubic hair exists on a girl anymore. Yeah, and he should know. Anymore, yeah, because of the internet. He should know. He should know. Exactly. And you know who has to blame is the Brazilians. It's all the Brazilians' faults. Well, they're fucking soccer in the pubic hair. We have some... We have some Brazilians in the crowd, okay. But so I just think it would be a shame if, if there was a, a, a young boy growing up that never felt right. the uh, pubic hair before. I so, so I believe that all uh, young girls should let their bush grow completely out. Yep. This is that way, inappropriate all, to talk about all, young girls growing their bush out. All young girls should grow yes. their bush yes. out, take a photograph, send it to me, and then you can do whatever you want. He's a pedophile, I swear uh, to God. It's, it's for a good cause. No, no. It's for charity. Me? And they're 19 by then, and they've done the ruler test. It's so long, we send the picture to you. Oh, oh okay. Well, they might, uh, well, I think uh, the crowd's turning I've, I haven't worked out this theory entirely we, yet, but... We were talking about Australians, and I've been away from you guys for a while, so you didn't know this, but I gave an Australian guy a blowjob. I... I Okay. I did. And that it, wasn't in your blog. I didn't no, read I did that. No, I did a blog about it. But Why didn't you tweet that? Because you can't. This is what happened. I, I like to be funny. Like, I'm not a serious person. Does the cum come out the other way? Just or? listen. <laughs> Counterclockwise. Comes out my nose. Come on. But, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I feel like we're in a fucking wrestling match here. Come on. Top rope, motherfucker. No, but I just think you guys would think this is funny because I literally did this. So I was like, uh, I was like, okay, are you ready for the didgeridoo solo? And I was like, <laughs> and he really liked it. What did you do? Oh, I bet he did. <laughs> fucking I'm Australian too. I got didgeridoo. <laughs> So do you, do you tell the guy before the blowjob of like, this blowjob is a comedy if you want it more of a, a thriller or a drama or a horror blowjob? Hey, if you're going to have some sort of sex act with me, we're going to laugh at some point. And if you're going to have a sex act with Dave, you're definitely going to laugh at some point. You yeah. get what you pay for. That's all I'm saying. That's right. All right. That was the first segment of us at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And when we come right back from the break, uh, we will have John Doerr sitting beside us. And uh, very, very funny talk uh, that we had with John. 
Uh, he sort of did a little bit of a uh, little bit of material with us, sort of in a very sort of talk show panel sort of way. But uh, you'll enjoy that when we come back with John Doerr. Proving once again cats are smarter than humans, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and I'm on Kathleen McGee's show, Anything Goes. Oh, yeah. Dave Martin and Darren Frost are on it, too. But I really believe that it's Kathleen McGee's show because she can squirt. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and it's on XM Radio, but I guess you knew that because you're listening to it. Now with 20% more brand to keep you regular from the bump. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we are back from the break. My name is Dave Martin. This is uh, Anything Goes for the week of April 17th, 2013. Uh, we are uh, giving you the first installment of the live recordings that we did from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Um, we have uh, John Doerr is about to come up. And uh, in the third segment, we have a very, very funny Mr. Kenny Robinson. It is, if my voice sounds a little scratchy, uh, it sounds like if it sounds like I have been drinking sand or something like that. Um, eh, that's just what happens when you go to a comedy festival. You're staying up late. Uh, you're uh, sharing a microphone with, you know, uh, numerous filthy other comedians. And uh, you're just, um, stepping outside often uh, at after parties to listen to some reggae music and coming back inside uh, and enjoying ourselves. And, uh, you know, Kathleen and I, we kind of are, can be a bit toxic twins when we're together and, uh, uh, we partied a lot. There's a, a humorous uh, slap video uh, where I decided to uh, take a slap in the face, and I was supposed to return the slap to for, uh, to Rob Pugh, uh, but man, and Rob Pugh just fucking whacked me right in the side of the face. And I think right after I got smacked in the face, I realized that violence is wrong, and uh, then uh, Kathleen insisted on smacking me in the face too. So she can, if you can, you can find that video online. I believe it's all over the place. Uh, but it's me getting smacked in the face. I only went to go and see one other show while I was in Winnipeg, and it's not often that, you know, when you go to a festival, you, you're really concentrating on your own things, uh, but I went out to go and see one other show, and uh, it was uh, featuring a, a very lovely girl that I met there. Uh, her name's uh, Jane Testar, and she has a sketch troupe called Hot Thespian Action. Her troupe, uh, very, very funny. And uh, they did a performance in front of a sold-out show. I believe they have appearances coming up at uh, numerous fringe festivals. So go and look them up. They are called Hot Thespian Action. Right now, we are going to throw to our interview with John Doerr that we did in front of a really hot crowd at the gas station theater. So uh, check this shit out. All right. We have two uh, guests to go. Our uh, next guest you will recognize from his multiple television appearances uh, and uh, a great uh, comedian in Canada and now lives in Los Angeles. A warm welcome for John Doerr, ladies and gentlemen. I'm bailing on the stand-up portion. That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. I'm too tired. I've been up and, all and day. I see you brought- Hi, everybody. How's it going out there? You guys sound good. What a great audience. One of the greatest audiences I've ever been in front of in my entire life. I just got here, by the way. I no. just got here. Just, I, just say go Jets. Wait, you brought yeah, go Jets, too. Um, I see you brought two glasses. Manitoba Moose. Sorry, guys. Uh, 
I can I do the jokes I was going to do. I was yeah. too tired to do if you want. Conversationally? Conversationally. Well, no, ahead. I'll just tell you them if yeah. you want. Conversationally. Sure. Well, everything's conversationally, but conversation suggests that you'll interact. I don't want that. Okay. I'll just tell you what the jokes are. <laughs> right. So you just want to do sit yes. down Because comedy, then you'll tag them, and then I'll use them, and then I'll be accused of stealing them. Yes. And I don't want that. Right. I'm just going to tell you what I was thinking of doing. Okay. All right. If Why that's all right. Why did you bring your urine specimens to the... <laughs> Because if the world ends, I've got something to drink, yeah. and you don't. I thought one of those your specials was for me. Uh, do you want one? Yes, please. You can have John one. brought some beer uh, to the table. <laughs> Thank you. He's a gentleman. For those yeah. of you at home listening, I drank a little bit of the beer, then handed it to Kathleen. Thank you, radio. Um, yeah, so I was going to open with a joke about... Have you ever seen a video of a giraffe being born? Unacceptable, first of all. Completely unacceptable. The mother does nothing to help at all. Like, right. it is... Doesn't bend its knees at all. It's like a baby falling out a three-story window, and then it has to crawl out of a gelatinous sack. That's what it is. Well, okay. I don't know if no, you know. Don't help. No, I can't. no I you can't help it. it. Okay, go ahead. But this is the problem I was going to run into. This is how my mom gave birth to me. She threw you out a... Three-story window. This was going to be my other point, though. If you were born that way, the police would be called. But with giraffes, we're like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. normal. No, there's nothing normal about it. Right. They're very bizarre creatures. And then I was going to lead into an older joke about crickets being the nicest animal because they let blind people know when it's nighttime. But anyway, uh, not important. That's an older joke. I saw a llama being born once. You in, saw uh, a llama being born, yeah, genuinely? Yes, This is what I like that? about doing this. Oh, the, the panel, panel jokes. <laughs> We were at your apartment. We were at a zoo. We were at a, a, a zoo in Toronto. Just... That I'm zoo, just getting excited. It's in the yeah. park in Toronto. And, yeah. and we were walking there. This dude goes, look, that llama's giving birth. And there were two legs sticking out the oh my vagina. God. I thought it was the ass, but babies aren't born out of bums. So. Didn't, it, didn't it poop at the you same sure? time? Are you sure? We're it was born the out vagina. of bums? Well, some are born out of bums. If, Who's born if, out of a bum? If, if, if the vagina splits... <laughs> Trust me, there's still air pushing that thing out, uh, all right? I've seen it happen, and um, it's disgusting. <laughs> then I was going to do a joke that's not quite finished yet, but I'll try it anyway. Um, God raped Mary. That's all I got right now, but um, it's factual, which is what I like about it. It's factual. And, uh, and then he murdered his son. Christians are fucking weird. Like... Who's the raping murderer? That's our guy. I don't think so. Then I was going to do a joke about, uh, well, I like, to, uh, I like to honor our creed and craft. Right. And uh, I was going to do an airplane joke. Mm-hmm. Um, we were raised on it. I like the window seat. I got online early and I booked the window seat because I like my, my little curved area to put my head on. I like to be in control of the shade. And sometimes the, the man on the... Uh, on the aisle, he'll look over and say, excuse, excuse me, could you just close the shade a bit? Uh, it's rather bright with the sun crashing through the window. And uh, I turn to him and say, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> don't put your dick in your own ass. I am the sun god. <laughs> and then I open my Koran and things get weird. <laughs> And I don't know why. That's what I've chosen to read. I'm trying to read the Koran. You can't read it on it. Um, then I was ever... going to do a joke. You don't don't read it aloud. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you ever um, feel cheated when you get the window seat over the wing? 
I hate uh, that. Cheated? No, not at all. No, no, no. Because you can't look down. Yeah. Oh no, I don't care about that. I don't even look out the and window. And also, the jet makes. It I, I, I look at the, I look at the person in the middle the whole time. I just stare at them the whole time. Hey, that yeah. actually happened to me once. No, it didn't. I swear, a flight to Florida. Yeah. I was on the aisle. The guy next on the other aisle obviously recognized me. He stared at me the whole flight, but didn't have the balls to go. Hey, aren't you that weird head on TV? He yeah. had no balls. And my wife is like, just say something. No, I'm going to see if he goes the whole two and a right, half right. hours. Yeah. Stare at me and he did the whole two and a half hours two feet away just eh, and then he gets threw- up and pisses comes back eh. and then he threw a beer bottle at you right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. darren frost by the way and yeah. darren sure. I- i'm telling you twice has had uh glassware thrown at him yes. on stage you've got to travel with like a chicken wire fence yeah and i'm like and you should do, and I'm not even joking, you should do a DVD in front of Chicken Wire Fence and yes. encourage people to throw bottles yes. so they're fucking smashing the yeah. whole time. And then yeah, like a blind guitarist die eight years later. That's a Jeff Healy oh. reference. That was yeah, a Jeff Healy. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. You're Sorry. doing the Roadhouse. I was thinking Blues Brothers, but I wasn't even close. It yeah. was Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Motherfucker. <laughs> Same era ish, but. Or Popemobile. Popemobile. You should be yeah, a Popemobile. That would be great. You come out with a little Popemobile yeah. and tell jokes and a little bubble rocketing yeah. fucking bottles yeah. off your. I, Here's am, the thing, I am an I, idea if machine tonight. If I told Quran jokes, I'd be dead. If you told Quran jokes? If I told Quran, people would kill me. Why do you think that is? Because look at me. Do you think that's it? Yeah. No. I'm an angry troll. People don't like it. <laughs> I you, disagree. See people like that. I'm a taste of red. Just say, that, just say that first. Yes. Me right. Have you never seen a troll in New York? He had a lot of heart. Yeah. The troll in New York City, in Central Park, sorry. The troll in, I don't, know, I don't know this story. It's a cartoon, and it's about a troll oh. that lived in Central Park. And you always call yourself a troll, but you know what? Trolls are special people, and they have yeah. a lot of heart. Yes. So stop calling yourself a troll. That doesn't help yeah. at all. They have a lot of heart, I little know. guy. You don't get to go to the regular That's Olympics, nice. but you're going to get to run with the other boys. You got a big heart in you. Um, the Troll Olympics. <laughs> Do you remember, uh, Dave Martin, do you remember when we went to... One of the funniest times of my life, and I mean to bring this up, do you remember when we played Windsor? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah He yeah, brought this up today one a little of the, bit. Yeah. Yeah. One of the funniest times of my life was walking through a souvenir shop with Dave Martin, and he commented on everything <laughs> in the store. I can't even remember what oh, you were oh, saying. Oh, uh, well, they had those uh, do-rags for sale. Yeah. And uh, I guess the, the, the movie Men in Black had just came out. Right. And, uh, and so there was a, a section of do-rags, and yes. they had, like, two guys... Guys uh, on the cover oh, of yeah. the like this, and they were like this, mm, with their arms folded, and uh, it was an MID, which stood for Men in Do Rags. Yes, that's and right. they were trying to. <laughs> I was like, at the Do Rag Factory, they were like, okay, we need a new <laughs> ad campaign. Yeah, yeah. What are we gonna go with? <laughs> Men in black, but men in MID, men in Durag. Yeah, but so. ev- and it was every single thing. It was like, look at this ashtray. Okay, who would buy? Like, if this was manufactured, it was. Yeah. Oh, and then, and you bought. Like, you a- should do a comedy special where you walk around souvenir shops. Just no, an Dave, hour of that. Souvenir yeah. shops. Dave Martin is the most fun person to shop with because mm. he engages everyone. We were at Shoppers Drug Mart today, and the girl said, "Is there anything I can help you with?" He's like, "Just come over here and help me look at stuff." Let me tell you something. <laughs> I got hey, a little hey, hey, Your hair looks lovely, by the way. Thank I haven't you. seen you in a long time. I know. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. And then you bought the best Windsor T-shirt that I've ever seen before in my entire life. Dolphin jumping through a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Big letters. Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta support the local economy. <laughs> made in Korea. It was yeah. Made in Korea. <laughs> Korea. Yeah. I like to support the local economy in Korea. Yeah. 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 And, 
They're eating children in North Korea, by the way. Everyone needs to know that. They're eating children. They've built up their missile defense, but they are eating children. They're eating each other. Do you know this? But their own children. People, some people don't know this. Have yeah, they're home children. Too. Sorry. Yeah. They're not being shipped in. Their children are not being shipped in from other countries. Yeah, no. They're, just... not, they're not importing, they're not importing like, sea children. No. I'm trying to think of seafood or something, but no, sea they're not children. importing sea children. Um, but yeah, like, they're so full of themselves. Okay, enough I just of that. found but, something uh, out, though. Yeah. I found something out, and I don't know if Thank you've you. heard about this, but there's a city in, like, Korea or China that they're... In Korea they're... or China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then their entire economy is based or on, Japan. A, on a sex toys factory. They all look the same. They all make dildos. Like the it's their eyes. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I'm being serious right now. Yeah. I know you are. I know you are. It's a sex toy. Me so whole sorry. Town. Go ahead. Yeah, a whole yeah. town sorry. that makes dildos? Yes. Don't, don't. And that's all it's they racist, do. It's racist what I'm saying. That's all they do is make dildos. They make dildos. Because they it? have a gigantic sex toy. And that's where all the sex toys in the world are made in this one Chinese factory. I bet you it's Chinese. Yeah, I bet you it is Chinese. Yeah. Well, I hope it's Chinese. You know what breaks my heart too. about that story? Oh. All... That was me. Yeah, that was me. The only problem with the town where it makes dildos, all those girls are getting a false sense of what size really is. Very true. From a very very early age. That was an Asian penis joke. (laughs) It wasn't, but now you made it I don't think it was either. I don't think it was either. No, No, I'm talking about thundercock versus normal cock. Thundercock. Thundercock. It's my favorite ACDC song. Thundercock. You've been... Yeah, it was on that same uh, Hell's Balls. <laughs> You'll be eating Hell's Balls, or something like that. The and and then uh, it was on that same trip to Windsor. You that... fucked me on <laughs> Go, John. Go. The uh, and also oh, do we have pay for those. And, oh, we, and didn't we write up the duo, the, uh, the duo from Quebec and their you uh, ACDC? You fucked me all night long. <laughs> this is a true story. Yes, we did. We, Dave and I did. That's right. They, yeah, we, we, it was a, a, a Quebec duo, uh, French and they, a French-Canadian uh, Quebec duo. Uh, they did all ACDB, ACDC uh, cover songs. They were called Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be here uh, playing the Thunderstrike. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> We are, that's as far as it went. I hope you're doing good. We are the Thunderstrike. <laughs> and you've been the Thunderstrike. What happened to your musical duo? Oh, yeah, her duo? Death Ensemble. It, no. di- it died Death the second. Ensemble. Death Ensemble. Death Ensemble. Yeah, Death Ensemble. That was fun. I don't know. You know what? It's not dead. Zed okay. Lacker and I just have to mount it again. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, you had a speed. It was a death metal band with Pete Zedlacher. Sort of. Death I don't Ensemble. know enough about that genre of music, so Pete would know better. Right. But, uh, yeah, we would put on uh, makeup. Right. Um, Pete knew more about it. He was much more, <laughs> much more meticulous about, you know, inverted, like, crucifixes on his forehead and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I like trash the hip. And then, uh, so I put, uh, I actually do love trash the hip. Um, and then um, you put uh, the makeup on and we play, like, horrible songs. Um, and we were a two-piece. So he played cowbell and uh, sang, and I was electric guitar. Yeah, mm. we had songs like, uh, uh, where were some of the songs we had? It was a tire iron. <laughs> Dave is a fan. That's right, yeah. Dave has the box set. He's a yeah, fan. That's I, don't, right. I don't know any of my family's names, but I know <laughs> a lot about... You know, all Death Ensemble's songs, yeah. 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 That was a single, probably. If we were to... Re- yeah, that could have been a single. Yeah, it was... Uh, with a tire iron. <clears throat> with a tire iron. Hey. With a tire iron. Hey. With a tire iron. Yeah. Hey. 
So I got a Cruising question. Cruising down the boulevard, I see a prostitute. I don't. <laughs> I don't That's how it went. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it again. I guarantee that'll happen one uh, right. another time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a question from the internet. Um, tell me about your ongoing feud with Huey Lewis. Do the news know, and did he really find a new drug? Is that a genuine question? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, someone... From the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, a thing with Huey Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I, I just didn't want to get into it tonight. Um, we have well, I'll questions. be honest with you. It's, my problem is more with Huey than the news. Like, I'm right. fine with the news. Right. Um, most of the news. Uh, but Huey and I, yeah, we've had a serious problem for a long time. <laughs> no, no, if you don't mind, this is a very serious story. <laughs> Huey, um... Hugh and I used to be in a group as well uh, before the precious news came along. Now, I don't blame them. Right. I, I, they are not the other man in this situation. They're journeymen. They're just trying to pay the rent. Right. Yeah. You got a chicken wire, Darren. <laughs> you got a big shooter. I know. <laughs> I know. So anyway, yeah, Huey and I, we had a band together. And um, we were called uh, Huey and Louie. I was no 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 I'm I'm not gonna finish the story if you did you wear like duck suits or we did we wore duck suits and we thought what we would do is sing songs uh, with the word fuck in them but instead of saying fuck we'd say duck right it sounds crazy I know what you're saying it makes complete sense think about it name a song with the word fuck in it anyone just yell it out right now fuck me like an animal there you go nine inch mallards. We would be. So we would come out and... <laughs> I, yeah. I want to duck you like a Anna. Yeah. yeah. So you would say... So it didn't catch on, but we were very passionate about it. And uh, yeah, Huey... He, by the way, not all improvised ideas are good. Um, and then Huey left the band and joined yeah. the news, and so that was all that happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I was able to answer that question finally. <laughs> Um, oh, we're almost out of time. So Is there anything that you... Uh, what's going on with you? I know you have the nothing, show. Nothing. nothing. No. Have, you're, we, you're doing your own show here at the Fest. You're running around. We and, are... Yeah, we're doing a, a documentary here at the festival. Right. Um, it's, I'll be honest. I'll just... It, we're doing a mockumentary here at the festival where, um, yeah, we're running around town completely scripted. And um, today we saw a snowbank with a gray parking curb hanging out the top of it. <laughs> so whoever plowed the sidewalk... Just fuck it. And like, when I, yeah. Through whatever yeah. was there. Up. Yeah. And I'm not, it's like ground zero. It's just like concrete <laughs> coming out of like a structure. And so, of course, like we're getting all these shots in Winnipeg and we're like, hey, we gotta slow down because we are not showing this city in a positive light at this point. Uh, but we shoot what we see, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> And uh, what else? Uh, yeah, so we're going, we're pretending to go to Neil Young's home. I'll give you this one. We're pretending to go to Neil Young's home, but uh, we get the wrong home. It's a Filipino family that doesn't speak any English. And, but uh, are they still the Youngs? No, no. They think that we're, they think that, they think, um, yes, they are. They should be the Young family. Yeah. Um, well, um, yeah, one of those Asian names, right? So, um, Tiny, tiny penis people. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't agree with any of uh, any. I don't agree with anything they've said or I've said. Um, now, um, 
anyway, so we pretend to go to Neil Young's house, and they think we're a news crew coming to do a story about their son's teen suicide, but we're actually there to see where Bob Dylan went when he came here to see what Neil Young saw. Yes. So there's mass confusion, and I end up rolling around on the ground in the spot where they say their son died, but that's where I think they're saying that's where Bob Dylan stood to see Neil Young. And so through... Uh, a great moment in uh, situation comedy, I suppose. In my mind, hilarity ensues. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, John Dore. Come on, John Dore. Thanks, Doar. everybody. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was uh, our uh, little uh, sit down uh, chitter chatter with uh, John Dore. Uh, next week's show is going to have uh, the two local Winnipeg comics. Uh, forgive me, their names are not coming to me right now. That's remarkably unprofessional, but why should I change from what I normally am? The Also, the other guest that we're going to have on next week is uh, George Westerholm, who was doing his uh, uh, fabulous uh, Fringe show that we've talked about before on the show uh, when he George was a, a guest in the studio. And so it's uh, going to be the two local Winnipeg's next, uh, Winnipeg comics next week and George Westerholm. Uh, but right now we got to go to a break, and when we come back, uh, it's the his first appearance on the show. I can't believe it's, it's taken this fucking long to get uh, Kenny Robinson on. But uh, come back in a few minutes, and uh, it'll be uh, Kenny Robinson sitting down with us in front of a packed live uh, audience, the gas station theater from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. See you soon. Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. What up, though? This is Kevin Harrod. You know, I'm from the T.O. You're listening to XM Radio with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. We're on the city scene, and she's from Edmonton, and she all need to know. We're on XM Radio, Laugh Attack, and that is that. Show me on the dial where the bad man touched you. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey there, everybody. Uh, this is Anything Goes for the week of April 17th, 2013. My name's Dave Martin. I'm, I'm the only guy in the studio this week. Uh, Darren Frost is uh, chained up at home, not allowed out. Uh, so I have decided to come in and introduce the live segments that we did from our shows in Winnipeg from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. If you, if you weren't here at the beginning of the show, uh, uh, once again, I, I got to really thank uh, Al Ray for... Uh, for uh, asking, inviting us out there, and uh, Tracy Rideout, who uh, you know had our microphone set up from uh, the Laugh Out Loud segment, and so we that's why we sound so good. Um, earlier, uh, we just uh, we just heard our interview with John Dore from uh, the live audience, and it was like a, it was a packed crowd. The Gas Station Theater in Winnipeg uh, is a, a is a beautiful little place. Uh, it holds, I think, about three hundred people. Somehow, two hundred people came out to our show. Two hundred and something. We we're in front of a huge crowd, very enthusiastic, a little bit drunk, I believe. It was a licensed venue. Uh, I, both Kathleen and myself, hadn't even started drinking. We were doing the show remarkably sober. And um, this is the first time that we ever had uh, Kenny Robinson on. Uh, Darren Frost has a long history of touring with Kenny Robinson. Uh, he is a uh, truly one of the legends of Canadian stand-up comedy. And uh, it was a, a real pleasure and an uh, honor to have him on our show. He was in front of his home crowd that week in Winnipeg. And uh, I think Darren's going to tell you all about it. And um, what else can I say? Uh, we also, uh, while we were away, we recorded about 12 interviews with uh, 
uh, uh, comics in uh, Darren's uh, hotel room. Uh, a whole bunch of people, a lot of West Coast comics that don't get a chance to come out to Toronto very often. Uh, we spoke to uh, Erica Sigurdsson, uh, Ivan Decker, Michael Gelbart, uh, Big Daddy Taz, uh, a whole bunch of David Pride. Uh, he's out of Montreal, but uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of guys that, yeah, you don't, uh, a lot of really funny comics that you don't get to see very often. And um, uh, let's uh, not waste any more time, okay? I think we all agree. Here's uh, Kenny Robinson and us and uh, live from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Here we go. Uh, folks, our final guest is a Winnipeg-born uh, Winnipeg comedian. Winnipego. Winnipeg-born. Winnipeg. He was born Winnipeg. in a Winnipeg. Winnipeg. It's been a long fucking day. Moving right along. Uh, and, uh, you know, not to get super serious in this show, but uh, 36 years ago this week, on April 8th, 1977, at the Royal Arbert Arms, he did his first stand-up comedy performance. He is a legend in Canadian comedy. He's had his own show on the Comedy Network. A warm welcome, folks, for the return of Kenny Robinson! Kenny Robinson! Good evening. Nice to be back in Winnipeg. Uh, I'm originally from Transcona, which is the Métis word for Ukrainians working at CN. And, uh, the old hometown has changed a bit, though, you know, uh, you know, I was showing Darren today the, uh, the place where the hotel was where my uncle got shot through the door in his leg back in the 50s, and, uh, and then a friend of mine at the hotel we're staying at, he goes, I haven't been in there since I delivered whores in the 80s, and, uh, you know, so everything that's bad about Winnipeg, I was a part of it 20 years ago, so that's nice. But uh, I sleep with CNN on, and I, I'm just getting too much of the American stuff. Like, I cannot understand why they won't let Obama just do the fucking job, right? You know, they won't let the man do the job. You know, they, they keep saying, well, you know, well, we, don't, we, we don't believe he was born in America. And Donald Trump, we don't believe you were born in America. I'm going, well, Donald, your hair wasn't fucking born in America. <laughs> You know, 10 years they chase after Bin Laden. They, don't, they can't get him. Obama sends the order. They take him out. He had nothing to do with it. First time in the history of America where they don't believe a black man was involved in a shooting. <laughs> he goes on Jay Leno. He gets in trouble on that show. You know, Leno. First of all, I thought it was so cool, President of the United States going on a talk show. Yeah, because that could never happen here in Canada for two reasons. A, because Stephen Harper has the personality of a venereal wart and nobody would watch him. And B, we don't have a talk show. So, uh, you know, so, second largest country in the world, no talk shows. We have George Strump, a lump, a lump, a lump, a lump, is this? But that's not really a talk show. That's kind of like... Larry King cooler without the suspenders, you know? So, so anyway, Obama goes on Leno, and they asked him, what are you going to do with the bowling alley that's in the White House? And Obama said, well, I'm practicing my bowling. I'm getting better at it. I'm almost good enough to be on the Special Olympics team. <laughs> well, you know, the Republicans, they hit their roof. How could you say such a cruel statement about our special needs children? And then Sarah Palin, she gets involved. These children are gifts from Jesus. And, and then her kid gets involved. Mommy, why is everybody mad at the chocolate boy? And, <laughs> you know, and, 
So I'm thinking, get over it. He'll write a check for a few million dollars. You buy some little buses, wipe your chin and move on, you know? And, Somebody said if he was really sorry about this statement, he'd hire somebody mentally challenged to work in the White House. I'm thinking, fuck, you had Bush for eight years. Leave it alone, man. You know, but now the thing is now with the guns. They're trying to get rid of the guns, you know, and, and I, fig I finally figured out what NRA stands for. It stands for a nation of redneck assholes. Better have a gun and need it than need it not to have it. Yeah, too bad you didn't feel the same way about health care or an eighth grade education, Jethro. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, now they're actually, you know, the NRA, they've actually suggested that they arm teachers. And I'm going, arm teachers? So are, 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 you, are you crazy? You want to arm First of all, what if the these are the same people that whose pensions you want to cut, you want to freeze their salaries, you begrudge them having two months off in the summer where they don't have to look at your rotten bastard kids, and you want to, you want to trust them with guns? I'm thinking, well, what if something happens and a madman comes into school and the teacher has to grab a gun and he goes, you know what? I never did like that fucking Parker kid. Bam, bam, you know? Got him in crossfire. Should have got me that Tim Hortons card during Teacher's Appreciation Week, you little rat. I'm thinking, you know, what kind of teacher needs a gun anyway? When I was a kid, the teacher I had, all she needed was that piece of chalk she had in her hand, okay? Because I could be in the back of the classroom, Kenny Robinson, stop being an asshole. What? Bam! You know? And you couldn't go cry to your parents. I got hit with a teacher by with a piece of chalk. Why? I was being an asshole. Well, don't be an asshole in school anymore, you know? Doesn't happen like that anymore. And I'm, t I'm thinking, like, you know, do you want to trust teachers with handguns? Some of the teachers I had, you couldn't even, they, they weren't even responsible enough to take care of the field trip money. <laughs> right? We all had these teachers where the field trip money got stolen, you know, and, and I'm very disappointed in this class. Someone took it. Now, no one's leaving this room until I get my gun back. I'm stepping into the hallway and I want my 357 Magnum back on my desk, no questions asked. You know, and, but I've done some thinking about the whole thing with guns and I, I think I figured out what the problem is, you know, and, and I think the problem is reading. Because when you think about it, so many of these tragic shootings happen because of reading, right? Like the kid, in Connecticut, that shot up to school, he found out his mother was going to have him committed to an assigned asylum. How did he find out about it? He read the fucking papers <laughs> on the table next to the key for the gun cupboard. John Lennon would still be alive today if some asshole had Cole's notes to go with Catcher in the Rye. John F. Kennedy? Where is he shot? From a book depository. You see the connection, people? Books are the problem. Back in ancient Rome, nobody ever went up and shot up the Colosseum because nobody read back then. Anyway, you guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you.
Kenny Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Robinson. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on. This is actually Kenny's first appearance, but we've toured for uh, uh, for many years, and we're doing a show this uh, Friday night uh, at the gas station theater. Right here. Right this here. This is it. Rank and Vile, uh, a triple X uh, dirty show. And uh, how are you doing, Kenny? I'm having a great time. Took you to Sal's. I'm sorry that they ca- they gave you six eggs, none of them done right. Yeah. They <laughs> fucked them up. Yep. You but know. Sandy's my buddy now, so it's all yeah, good. Yeah, you know, and- Burton Cummings says, I just don't have enough money to keep all these places open, you know? So it's... <laughs> but... Now, uh, it's been a while since you've been back here. Uh, how important for your own history is Winnipeg and, and who you are today? Oh, well, I, I, I was born here, and then, uh, then my family had to leave town because my mother had legal problems. And, uh... It seems to be a common theme throughout this show. Well, you know, they used to always say Winnipeg's known as Little Chicago. I'm going, well, not in Chicago it isn't. But, uh, <laughs> you know, nobody in Chicago says, damn, man, you see him get shot? This is like a big Winnipeg, ain't it? You know? It never happens, you know? It, it, it never happens that way, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, one of the things we wanted to bring you on is for, because you, you and myself, of course, are known for controversial thoughts and controversial bits, and uh, we wanted to ask you, because we're going to do a little thing here, this, all of us here, we're all going to do a joke and let the audience determine if the joke is right or wrong, and we're going to live or die by this audience. Okay. So I'll start it out, so I'll do a joke today, and recently I've been getting in a little bit of trouble for, I'm the father of three kids, and my uh, oldest is nine, he's getting bullied at school, you got to stop that shit right away, so I said, why are you making fun of you, buddy? He goes, well, because of my favorite color. I said, what's your favorite color? He said, pink. I'm going to go, fuck, what am I going to do? What's your second favorite color? He said, rainbows. <laughs> like, fuck, buddy, stick with pink. <laughs> and work on your gag reflex. <laughs> oh! Hey, my son, let me tell you something. I'm a father first, judge second, Okay. My son is going to live to suck on another cock. That's all I'm saying. He will start with a hot dog and work up to a corn on the cob, motherfucker. He won't choke it. It's out. He's done. All right. Now, right or wrong, who thinks that joke is too much? You weren't even listening. <laughs> Two guys. I said, who thinks that joke is too much? Two people. And who thinks that joke is just fine? What is this, Goldilocks and the Three Bears now? It's just right. Just right. It's like the the price is right. Too much. Too much. Goldilocks Uh, with a tight twat. Oh, this dick feels just fine. All right, go uh, go for it, Kathleen. Um, uh, Listen, I know I'm a little chubby, but I always thought it was good to look three months pregnant, right? You know, because then guys know they can come inside of me. (laughs) We don't have to... We don't have to have that weird discussion. <laughs> All right. That's a, that's a joke, right? Right or wrong? Who thinks that joke is wrong? All right. Who See, thinks it's right? I do it. Yeah. I love you guys. Yeah, we're at the Coliseum, Kenny. We're at the joke Coliseum. Now, I want everyone to quiet down because this is probably, you know, Dave's is a bit. Yeah, okay. All right. Um... <clears throat> All right, well, first of all, I'm not a parent. I think being a parent must be one of the toughest gigs out there. And uh, I think that's a good sign that I'm not a parent, because I'm referring to it as a gig. Um, 
Uh, but I, I know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cruel world, and a, it's a crazy world, dangerous out there, and parents get worried about their kids, you know, if they, when they get you know, let out in the world. And uh, I saw this thing on the Discovery Channel that if you are really, really worried about one of your kids, what you can do is you can get a computer chip planted right into his head, and then if your kid ever gets lost, you know, through a series of GPS tracking devices, you'll be able to find your kid. Or he'll just find his head. <laughs> now, now again, I'm not a parent, but I think that is a little selfish for you to get a bunch of cops out there looking for something that just could be end up on your mantelpiece. Like, I'm not, what I'm saying is that when you get a computer chip here and one here, and if they get separated, maybe call off the search a little bit. Okay. All right, I think we know where this one's going. All right. Okay. Who thinks that joke is too far? No. <laughs> you two? Really? And, all right. These two guys. And who thinks it's just fine? All right. Okay. All right. Why, can't all, why can't all crowds be like this? Exactly. <laughs> We're coming back to Winnipeg all the fucking time. Go, Kenny. Okay. So I was going down on this woman once, and all of a sudden I feel something weird floating around in my mouth. So I reach in, and it was a little baby's toe. And I said, bitch, why didn't you tell me you was pregnant? And there is backstory, because, Kenny, you like to suck on toes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Kenny, Some, especially, Ken especially when you gals here in Winnipeg in the wintertime see so you fuck anybody to stay warm. And uh, the, gray, the gray socks with the red lines on them, they leave such a scent on the feet. It's nice. It's... I wore, I wore a dress for you tonight, Kenny, because I know you like ladies in dresses. Yes, yeah, because we're going up to Higgins later on. But... And I have no idea what that is. But... <laughs> Did someone just call me a whore? Well, not yet. But anyway. <laughs> uh, one, uh, one question we did want to ask you, Kenny, is uh, what is the worst thing an audience member has ever said to you after a show? Oh, Jesus, I've had my feelings hurt so many times. Aww. One time I was doing this material about abortion, and, and this woman comes up to me, and she goes, anybody who ever had an abortion want to kill you for those jokes? So I looked, and I said, what, one murder wasn't enough for you? And, uh, you know, and, you know then, uh, then another time I was in Edmonton, and a waitress in between shows comes up and goes, my mom didn't like your act, and my sister didn't like your act, you know, and... I'm sensitive, so I said, well, I wasn't fucking you, your mom, or your sister, so who cares? And, um, you know, and um, I was doing material about when we had to try and get our citizens out of Lebanon a couple of years ago, and, and these two young girls come up to me afterwards, and they go, you were saying such hateful things towards Arabs, and you believe the whole war on terror thing, and, you know, you should travel around the world, and don't be so ignorant, and you should travel. Have you ever met people in Syria and, and, and Lebanon, and you'll see the most kindless, gentlest people in the world, so if you knew anything about the Middle East, you wouldn't be this way. And I just said, well, I know one thing. Uh, if we were in Saudi Arabia, you would not be allowed to speak to me. <laughs> You would have had to listen to the show on the other side of the wall. Oh, my God. And if you didn't like the gig, my friends and I could throw rocks at you till you're dead afterwards. I love it. CD sales were kind of slow that night. 
I've understood people that come to a comedy club and get offended and come up to the comedian after and be like, you know, I don't really like that. And it's just like, then why did you come to a comedy club? Uh, yeah. Because, yes, you are going to hear jokes about things that you don't want to think are funny, but you're going to laugh at them. Like, it's just, it's, that's what comedians are supposed to do. We're not well, supposed you know to be what? telling jokes about men leaving the toilet seat up and all that shit. One, one of the things I've always said. Thank you. One of the things I've always said about Canada versus America in this uh, situation is that America it embraces controversial comedy and, and these kinds of things. And in Canada, in some ways, we kind of shy away from it, whether it's the media doesn't report about it or we can't get on television doing what we do. Uh, there are some uh, routes to do it. The Internet helps out. But there is that sense of in Canada, do you shy away from controversy? It's unfortunately not bullshit from an industry standpoint, not from an audience standpoint. They love, it. Here, yeah. they love it. But we're talking about trying to get the message out so people come out to these kinds of shows. And I have to be honest, it is something about this festival in particular because there is our show with me and Kenny, but there's also the Dark and Stormy show. So, you know, the dirty shows are growing at this festival because uh, they're seeing that people are coming out and supporting this because kind of comedy. smart people like you want to see smart, dirty comedy. <laughs> yeah. Or hear a bunch or of fuck jokes. Or dirty people like you want to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Or hear a bunch of fuck jokes. Let's... Yeah, fuck it up a notch and tell more Bukaki jokes. That's what yeah. I'm just trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to change the world one Bukaki joke at a time. So. That was creepy. I mean, that was fucking creepy. <laughs> that was, it wasn't the comment, it was the... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Winnipeg, motherfucker. <laughs> he was a quiet man. <laughs> I'm Sandy's son. <laughs> you ever see the floodway this time of year? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Robinson and Warm. Come on, give up to Kenny Robinson. All right. Uh, you know, folks, uh, we do want to thank you uh, for coming out tonight. Uh, this is our first kind of festival appearance of the show, and we uh, definitely picked the right one to kick it off on. Uh, we do. We do want to say just quickly a few thank yous. We want to thank in particular uh, Al Ray and Russ, uh, Russ Young for get, making this show possible. So give them a hand as part of the festival. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Tracy Rideout and CBC Laugh Out Loud because they helped out with the recording of the night. So please give them a hand, okay? Yeah. And uh, if you want any more information on myself, I have a website, comedyhorror.com, and I will be here doing the X-rated show, uh, Rank and Vile. Do not go to my website at work. I know people say that, but you will be in a lot of trouble if you do. Unless you fucking hate your job. <laughs> then go to my website, Kathleen. I don't go to my website, it's horrible. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Kathleen underscore McGee. Um, I like to tweet, like, my address and stuff like that. Um, so late night. And I like night. to take Instagram pictures of my boobs once in a while. Not like nipples, but like cleavage. And uh, like if you follow me tonight and I, and I check your profile picture out and I like it, I might send you my hotel room number. You never know. It's a, it's a fucking comedy festival. I'm going to have a great time. So yeah. And uh, you can catch me. I will be on the early Saturday gala, the dark, the rank. Yeah, the dark or, and stormy well, show. Dark and stormy show. And the Sunday debaters. Yeah, and uh, if, if, you have, if you haven't gotten tickets yet, Darren and I, Darren Frost and I are doing a debaters episode. Do you want to tell them what the, our the, topic uh, is? Yeah, the premise of it is, if pot was legal, the government would be the best pusher. 
I oh, they pro. wouldn't. That's I am bullshit. Pro. Yeah. He is con. I'm con. I, I, I do not think the government would be the best marijuana dealer. Anyways. Leave it with the people. That's where it should be. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, uh, yeah, you can, uh, I'm on Twitter at Dave Martin World, and uh, that's also the name of my uh, website as well. And uh, our show, Anything Goes, has a Facebook page. You can join it. Uh, iTunes. Yeah, we're, we're uh, on iTunes. We put out a show uh, every week. Yeah. And uh, if, if you don't have XM Radio, you can just catch the show on iTunes. And uh, there's also always uh, bonus audio uh, we're on funny Laugh stuff. Attack. We're yeah, on we're on uh, Laugh Attack. <laughs> And, uh, what, oh, yeah, yeah, just go to the Facebook page, and the, uh, our Twitter handle is uh, Anything Goes Ha, and you can join that, too, and follow us there. And, uh, yeah, Kathleen and I are at the Dark and Stormy show. Darren has his things like going on. Did and you guys have a good time today? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, our uh, after party's going to be at Solid Gold in about an hour. Or Teasers. I don't know. Teasers was the other one I was told about. What was that Palomino? Is that yeah. another... All right, Winnipeg, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good night. All right, that was the conclusion. That was the very, very funny Kenny Robinson. We did a a bit of a roundtable of uh, jokes that... Uh, we were uh, going to do later on in the week at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Darren Frost, Kathleen McGee, and myself. We uh, recorded uh, a, a whole bunch of different interviews while we were at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival with a bunch of uh, comics that don't come out to Toronto very often. Uh, a lot of West Coast uh, comics. Uh, we uh, talked to uh, Erica Sigurdsson. We talked to Ivan Decker. Uh, David Pride out of Montreal. Michael Gelbart out of Los Angeles. Um, uh, Big Daddy Taz, who's a... a, a, a I don't fucking... Uh, what do you, well, he's a West Coast comic, but... And he's kind of in the middle of the country. It doesn't really matter. You'll hear it. You'll hear us talk to him. And um, we, I know we wrapped up with a bunch of announcements at the end of that live segment. But uh, I'm going to throw it over to Max, and he's going to do our regular outros. And um, thanks again for listening this week. We'll be back next week with uh, some more guests from our the live show that we did. And uh, see you later. You'll hear from us soon. That's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes by typing Anything Goes on XM. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy. <laughs>